0: Listen in as I talk to my friends and colleagues about our industry so we can all stay sharp. Hi everybody, how you doing? Welcome back to another episode of the show. Uh, I'm going to keep the intro kind of short. I don't really have a lot to talk about or hawk this week. Uh, I do want to just kind of put it out there. Registration is open for my class on Monday, February 25th in Glasgow, Scotland with Jeff Saunders. Uh, We're we're putting in a lot of work to this one, and I think it's going to be a really unique class. I'm definitely going to be doing my Bevel Theory uh, slideshow presentation, but then I'm going to be really getting down to like the guts of it, where it's like, this is how you actually get the results. And the cool thing about it is Jeff's uh, section on it is going to be about piercing disposable, and we're going to try to bring as many tools and and implements and items as we can, so we can really show you hands-on, you know, when you hear people talk about telescopic methods you know and you you put this size blank into this size blank and then you put that in the end of the needle and you follow that through and all that stuff when I when I hear those things it doesn't really click for me very easily you know but the first time I got to actually see someone do that in their hands you know it really made a lot more sense to me and it made me think that uh, disposable techniques can be a little bit more viable than than what I had thought before you know I mean I understand the concept of don't reprocess a tool, throw out a tool, that's not a problem, I don't have any issue with that. Sometimes the issue I have with disposable piercing is people like create these little bits and bobs and gadgets and stuff to to help with transfers and to help with back pressure and things like that and they just seem clunky It doesn't seem like they get as good of a transfer as they would get with a you know a standard tool that they were maybe more comfortable processing or or something like that so uh when you when you see it when you see jeff explain it and you see him do it right in his hand and then you have a chance to do it right in your hand it clicks and it makes a lot more sense for you and i think that's kind of the same impression that people get with the the way that i explain bevel theory so i'm going to be bringing needles and we're going to be you know busting out the bananas and we're going to be actually like piercing things and then we can kind of involve uh, jeff's disposable techniques for tissue bracing and jewelry transfers and things like that but we're going to be able to do it hands-on practical and it's not going to be something that's squeezed into like the last five minutes of a class you know sometimes when we do that stuff at uk app or um, different workshops at the app conference it's kind of rushed and it's kind of tacked on because we have this whole long presentation and then we do the practical stuff at the end of the class. This is going to be kind of different. Uh, I'm going to do a, a full presentation. Jeff's going to do a full presentation, and then we have hours set aside to just do the the hands-on practical. So you know we can really make sure that it that it clicks for everybody. And aside from that, it's just going to be fun, you know, hanging out with people, um, you know, being able to create a a couple new connections in Glasgow. You know, I I don't think that anybody's been really doing a lot of seminars uh, up in in the northern section of the UK, you know, around Scotland, things like that. So I'm really excited to uh, to bring a class there and uh, just kind of hang out with everybody for a couple of days. I have loose plans for several other classes coming up over the year. I don't have anything to officially announce yet. I've been looking into venues around the uh, the LA Long Beach area, and if I can find something sometime this week, you know, maybe I can announce a class for there for March. But I think after March it's going to kind of get to the point where all my attention really has to go into um, getting ready for conference in May. You know, and I think a lot of people are going to have to put their money uh, towards towards conference in May also, so... Um, I'm going to be doing my class in Glasgow in February. I'm going to try to see if I can line up a class for California for March, and then after that, I'm probably going to go on a little bit of a hiatus for my seminars until after the APP conference is out of the way. So um, maybe something in in late June, but if not. Uh, By the time July rolls around, I'm going to be hitting the ground running again. And I think I'm going to do a lot of classes over the the summer and and fall, as many as I can anyway. You know, I'm going to hope to do, uh, let's see, Denver, Minneapolis, um, either Austin or Dallas in Texas. I haven't really picked the exact city yet. Um, And then maybe if I can get out to Baltimore again, you know, maybe do a a class at, at Freya, you know, now that Matt has that new studio up and running. I think it'd be really cool to to get out there again. I haven't been out there since I did that first uh freehand seminar and I think um any of these cities where I'm going to be going there for the second time, I think I'm gonna be just about ready to bust out my new uh seminar concept rather than you know one long subject for the whole day. It's going to be a, a couple of smaller uh seminars so you know, whenever I go around, I get a lot of people saying, you know, well, I would love to to learn about this, and I'd love to learn about this, but, you know, it's not really feasible to do a, a six-hour class on, on certain subjects, you know. Um, but I think two-hour classes, 90-minute classes, I think that can really be the sweet spot for breaking down just one specific piercing, maybe one specific technique, um, and then maybe stack a few of those in a day, you know, with a, a good lunch break and some hangout time. So um, I think what I'd like to do is maybe... Some sort of a, a a safety or or like health kind of class, you know. Um, my anatomy class has gotten a lot of good feedback. When I did the classes in Nashville, Tennessee, I kind of added in the the anatomy classes like a little bit of a bonus at the beginning of the day, while while some uh, some of the the latecomers were were filing in. So I got some good feedback on those, and I, I think it would be beneficial to to bring that on the road a little bit. I don't think people really get the opportunity to take uh, anatomy type classes other than just at conference and. You know, sometimes uh, they, they can be a little bit more information than the, the person's really looking for. So I've got a, a pretty decently boiled down an anatomy class that I think can be really helpful to, uh, to a lot of body piercers. And septums. I've been getting a lot of questions about septums. That's one of the few piercings that I don't offer a freehand version of. Um, you know, maybe if somebody had a really deviated septum, a special case, maybe I'd bust out some freehand techniques on it. But my comfort zone for septum piercings is really just clamps. You know, it's clamps, clamps, clamps for me when it comes to septum piercings. So I think it'd be really cool to add in maybe um, a, a septum piercings with clamps class, you know, and I've already got one that I've done at the APP conference. Uh, I've done it privately with Whitney Thompson too. So I think it'd be really cool to maybe get that involved in the day. And then, you know, maybe one more short or medium class. I'm thinking maybe nipple piercings, I, I think. I'm not really sure. But, you know, if anybody out there is looking for a specific class or has a suggestion on, on what you might like to, uh, to, to learn from from a traveling seminar, definitely again, you know, reach out, you can get me on Facebook, you can like the Body Art Education Facebook page that I set up, you can email me at ryanpba at gmail.com or you can message me on Facebook if we're Facebook friends and let me know what you're interested in, you know, because I I don't think I want to just do the one class um, from here to eternity, you know, I I think I want to maybe switch it up a little bit, have maybe a menu of different classes and, uh, you know, just do whatever people are, are most interested in. So my guest this week is Vishal Rose, and Vishal is a a newer piercer, you know, has really popped onto the scene uh, within, I'd say, the last year or so, like pretty heavily, you know, um, infectiously nice, uh, you know, really warm personality, uh, and, and just really easy to talk to, and it was a really stark difference from the beginning of conference to the end of conference because uh, by Friday at conference everybody was talking about Vishal you know and everybody was saying oh hey did you meet this Canadian piercer did you meet Vishal um, and you know really made a a great Im- impression on a lot of people so whatever you are doing, Vishal uh, you're doing it right uh, we talk about just a, you know a bunch of different aspects of you know being a newer piercer and how you make those connections and how you talk to people and you know it's not about kissing ass it's really just about you know starting a conversation with people and trying to get out of your own head trying not to see yourself as a a bother or a nuisance or a nobody or something, you know, Um, everybody kind of starts in the same place and it can be as simple as just walking up to someone, shaking their hand and saying, hey, I I like your work, you know, I just wanted to introduce myself, my name is Vishal or my name is so-and-so, you know, if you ever wanted to talk sometime, I would love to do that. And, you know, by the end of the week, Vishal had like an army of friends. So, um, you know, if that's something one person can do, that's something another person can do. So I would really like to see a lot of the new attendees at conference this year making that same kind of effort of, you know, walking up to someone and you don't necessarily have to shower them with praise, but, you know, just kind of say, hey, you know, I I know your work from online, you know, you have solid work and I would love to to bend your ear and ask you some, some questions sometime or grab some lunch with you and, you know, that, that's really where the magic happens at uh, at conference. It's just all the conversations. The classes are amazing, too, don't get me wrong, but the interactions and the friendships you make a conference are what really sells it for me. So let's get into this week's interview with Vishal Rose, and I'll be back after that.
1: Hi, everyone. I'm Vishal Rose. I am from Barrie, Ontario. I pierce at Pushing Ink Tattoo Emporium, and I have been piercing for 18 months hi Hi. so um
0: (laughs) when was when was the first time we met
1: conference on the tuesday at your class okay because i saw you on the sunday and ran away awkwardly all right so Um, yeah
0: (laughs) it's funny when somebody says that Uh, to me or about me because like I was that person for years and like I trust me like I'm not worth getting nervous over I'm just
1: some piercing nerd which is like for someone like me and I know a lot of my friends it's a big deal to us because you know you don't meet piercing nerds a lot when you're like especially in Ontario because like we're all like towns away (laughs) So, to meet someone who's done it, who's been doing it, like, especially with your background doing scarification, and, like, whenever you meet someone, like, who's been in it for 10-plus years and still doing it and trying to, like, teach others, it's not necessarily, like, celebrity status, but it's just the respect. And you're like, wow, you are still doing this. Thank you for doing this. I have to at least show some sort of like honor and admiration or as well. Like that's like, like the way I was brought up. <laughs> it's totally nice,
0: but uh, I've already got enough of an ego as it is. So true, I don't true. need anybody else to stoke that for me.
1: <laughs> this is true. <laughs> um, I will say you're really humble in person and like everyone, I'll be honest. I made a bigger deal out of it than I should have when meeting everyone because everyone's super nice. Everyone is just like a friend. It's like, you've known everyone, for years when you talk to them because you have this common ground definitely instead of like bigging people up in my head just walking up to them and saying hi was the best thing i could have done right because i walked away with a bunch of friends instead of like a bunch of people i kept up on this pedestal now i just i talk shop with them right it's fun yeah i mean like it's it's really easy to break that barrier
0: um between like you know colleague and friend in this industry you know you can just walk up and start talking to somebody. And and that was a a big thing that makes you kind of stick out in my mind, you know, especially like right after conferences, how many people that you probably didn't know on Sunday (laughs) or Monday. And then by the end of the week, it was just like, oh yeah, that's Vish. He's super cool. And, um, you know, like everybody talks about you, like they're just, you know, like you've been buds for a while, you know, and it's, um, it's just cool. Because I I know that a lot of piercers go to conference and they just get super freaked out and, like, they're wallflowers and they hang back and they don't really make those connections. You know, maybe the first or second or even third year that they go to conference and then after a while they start to open up. But, you know, you were just kind of like right there and, you know, you have uh, some charm and personality and uh, I think that suits you well. Oh, oh my.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You're gonna make a brown man blush, Ryan. I'm, what? So, I'm over here giggling. Why right? we, we'll just
0: we'll spend an hour just complimenting each other. How's that? Yeah, yeah. You know, we'll just go back and forth. It's
1: what's the opposite of roasting? Like a good uh, bake.
0: Yeah, we're boiling each other. Yeah, we're boiling.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Um But no, it's uh, honestly a lot of people said that at conference, and for me, it was a lot of people say you got to give a lot to go to your first conference, and like. Like I, I, emptied my bank account, like to like cents a, a few times to get there. And when I got there, I think the first person I saw on the first day was uh, Becky, Dill, Pablo, and Luis Garcia. And I was like, okay, I know no one, and I just got off a plane, and I paid everything I have to be here. I've got, I've got to meet them. Like, what am I gonna do? Right. Like, and that was my mentality. It was just like. I'm either going to do this and see if it's for me or not.
0: Well, I mean, yeah. no, there's, there's <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, I'm completely sympathetic for the people that are nervous or intimidated or starstruck, if you can get starstruck from just a body piercer. But um, but I, I totally, I get those people that hang back, but I, I would I... really try to emphasize that people do the same kind of thing that you did, is just like if you see some piercer that you were, you know, looking up to online or following their work or something like that, just walk up, shake their hand, yep.
1: talk to them. Or even if you're like you have no way to go up to them or you can't get to conference, like just message them. Like I honestly, for months and months and months, built it up in my head and gave myself this big anxiety. And now if I just message a piercer, like it's like the biggest it's like the biggest relief because you're just kind of exchanging. Like I exchange messages about photos, watermarks, all different little things now. Whereas before I used to be very nervous and I agree with you because like it's, yeah, it's, it's nerve wracking because you don't want to be shut down. It's like, especially in any surface, because you don't want, you don't want to be like, uh, singled out or uh, feel rejected. But in most cases, like we're all the same and we all just love talking piercing. Like I know with me, I nerd out with everyone. and I usually find a common ground with every piercer I meet in some way because we're all weird like, we're, we're all weird in our own little way. So that's the, the way, like, that kind of helps me not be nervous anymore when I want to message someone or talk to them.
0: Yeah, I mean, there have been rare circumstances where maybe I didn't click with someone on a, on a personality level or something. Yeah. But, like, when it comes to piercing, like, you know, I've been all around the world, all different conferences, multiple times. And I don't think I've ever once went to talk to someone and have them just be like... Now, can we talk about something that's not related to work, please? It's like everybody just wants to be like, oh, yeah, and then this jewelry and then this piercing and then
1: this (laughs) (laughs)
0: Instagram trick, you know, like everybody just loves talking about everything. And that's kind of, you know, before we started recording, that's kind of what you were mentioning is that uh, like networking is such a huge part of Mm -hmm. uh, a piercer's career these days. Like when I when I started piercing. Um, There was really no one to network with, you know, it was, it was very like DIY, try to glean as much information as you could from like, you know, books or magazines or something like that. But you couldn't just like pick up your phone and like call someone or text. Oh, totally. I can only imagine. Right. Yeah. It was, you know, (laughs) the old timey days, you know, but now, um, you know, people are kind of, I wouldn't say spoiled, but they have, they have access to everyone and everything uh, you know, right at their fingertips basically, you know? So, you know, what is it, what is it like being like a piercer with, you know, less than two years experience and, but being able to just like reach out to anybody and and just talk to them?
1: It honestly is the main reason why I even am able to pierce like period. Like I, the, the way piercing is now, if you kind of like break through the nerves and you kind of open your mind to it once you find that right niche in the industry like for me it was finding your podcast because that led me to the app Aww. because like that was the first time i met you that was the biggest thing and honestly like like i, I know we were talking about the compliments but I, like one last thing like i still pierce because of your podcast which i told you the first day i met you because well, hearing you and jesse v's podcast I, I found your podcast before i quit like i botched a helix with externally threaded jewelry almost uh 13 months ago i think and i was in tears ready to quit and i, I turned on your podcast and you guys were talking about screwing up and it was right after conference you were talking about it and i was like oh like these guys have been doing it forever and i looked at your work look at jesse work did some research and i was like whoa like like, these are people I, I actually follow, I look up to, and then I went to the APP website, and it just steamrolled. And I realized, you know what, yeah, the education system could be better. Yeah, the people in some places, in some cases in our industry could be better, but that's in every industry. Like, I come from marketing. Everybody in marketing is either awesome or sucks. <laughs> like, it's literally, that's corporate marketing. I hate to say it, but... Um, I did that industry. So every industry is that way. And the one thing for me I noticed and I really love about our industry is the minute you show that you're hungry and you want to do this, like you want to do it for life, they'll open the doors. Like I like it's not easy. You have to put the work in. Like I, I didn't jump to selling the things I sell now. Like I I made like five bucks a day for the first six months I worked in my shop. The first shop I worked in. And it wasn't until I met Jesse V um, really that the ball really started working, uh rolling, because then I met Dan, uh, who I will always hold those two that keep me motivated every time because the now because I went to the bloodborne pathogens, the better of my career. Right? It's just doing things that people suggest and be and showing the value in it. Like as a piercer. Like, you've already done so much for yourself. Like, you've decided to do this this niche career that's going to be hard. So, you know what? Do it to the, your fullest and, and be that piercer and people will open the doors. I met everybody I looked up to at conference and just by walking up and saying, hi, I admire your business because that's what they want to hear. <laughs> they were all us. They were all us at the one point. The
0: easiest way to, like, <laughs> pick the lock on that door is just – just flatter somebody you know they yes. walk up and you're like oh hey i really love you know your use of color or the way you place things on an ear they'll just be like oh my god tell me how much you love me
1: yeah like you pay attention to me like the the prime example was i walked up to you i had a brief brief altercation with steve hayward um two seconds and i just stopped everything i was doing before i left and i was like hi i know who you are you're amazing everything you've done in our industry incredible and i was like just let me sh- shake your hand. Thank you. Go about your day. And from then on, he stopped me twice and we we talked. And I was like, that's so cool. Just because I extended the hand of friendship. Like, at the end of the day, ignoring how long you've been in the industry, like, like I'm 29. Like, I'm not going to act like I'm 14 anymore. Like, I'm 29. I'm going to shake hands and say, hello, how are you? I'm an adult. You're an adult. Let's, like... Do you like tacos? No. Why don't you like tacos? Let's discuss that. <laughs> like you know, <laughs> just for the record, I really like tacos. I love tacos. So when we're at conference next year, we should get some tacos. Oh no, yeah. we gotta find a taco place. Yeah, because the taco places.
0: Yeah, see if it was if it was
1: uh, <clears throat> still at Bali. Balis. We got Bali's. You know,
0: that place in the the lobby, and I used to always get these uh, these plates of nachos there. Oh, like my friend Denna. that would be like our our conference ritual thing like we would always like meet up and we would get a plate full of nachos during the day and she'd eat like two of them and i'd eat the whole rest of the plate
1: oh i i lived off of that like cheap taco place and made many friends because every day at four i was there because like when you're on a budget everybody makes it so you can make it through the day like there's so many people at conference that are like go here go here go here like are you this this or this Okay, go here. So, like, I lived at that place, and I loved it. Like, I oh hope Planet Hollywood has, like, a similar vibe, but I'm pretty excited just to do something new and yeah. be in the hotel and not be, like, a 20-minute walk away.
0: We used die. to, um, oh, did you did you get, like, a, a hotel room in another hotel before? Yeah,
1: I stayed at the Excalibur. That's why, like, my first class with you, I almost Excalibur? got heat stroke. Yeah. Wow. I walked my, my first class in, like, 45-degree weather. And I remember the first time I met Charlie LeBeau is she thought I was going to die. at right, when you class. say
0: 45-degree weather, you have to clarify
1: that it, you're talking Oh, Celsius. yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's Celsius. Yeah, because yeah. you guys are Fahrenheit, and I'm bad at converting stuff. So yeah, I don't well, know what I that
0: think is. that would be, like, around, I don't know, I'll say a million degrees Fahrenheit. Okay, yeah, sounds like,
1: it felt like a million degrees. Yeah, like, walking
0: around <laughs> in Las Vegas during the day is just, like, standing in front of an open oven. So... Like, Excalibur being, like, way up on the other side of the strip, like, yeah, probably it's not a... fun for you. That that's, oh, a, I...
1: <laughs> that's,
0: like, a thing for anybody, like, planning to go to conference in the future. Like, sure, you could save a couple of bucks staying in another hotel, but it's totally not worth it, you know, because no, you're either no,
1: have no, to no, walk no,
0: no, and, like, no. miss out on so many activities, you know, because especially, like, if you want to go back to your hotel at the end of the day, you're going to miss out on a lot of the cool conversations that are happening outside yep. of the classrooms and then to have to walk in the morning and especially having to walk, walk in that goddamn heat and everything like that. So just like, you know, spend a couple extra bucks and and get a hotel in
1: the in, post site. In Ubers, in the amount I spent in Ubers after realizing how to get the value out of my conference because of what I did, I ended up not saving any money after. And like, because conference is real. Like I, I told someone I was just talking to who is like thinking about getting into piercing. And I was like, you want to, think if you want to get into piercing or not go to conference this is the best way like immerse yourself in it I was like you do it 18 hours a day whether you're like oh yeah I need my sleep no you get so into the magic of conference and I it's magic because I don't know how I stayed up 20 hours a day because I yeah I was it was obscene like what I did I don't like I everybody knew me because I couldn't stop talking I would get to my hotel and be like oh my god (laughs) I was like
0: yeah I'm starting to get that vibe right now
1: yeah, exactly. I like it's once once I once I start, I it didn't stop. And like it's like this year, that's why I'm staying in the hotel. And it's nice because I know a bunch of people this year, so I'm just gonna be more relaxed. I'm gonna be less. I do not like, believe it. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> relax, relax for me is usually people say I'm still hyper, but hey, you know what? Right. It's part of the it's part of the shtick, you know, the song and dance you do. Right. It's why everybody <laughs> likes you. I guess like I'm people lately have been finding me semi-tolerable in social situations. I've been enjoying it (laughs)
0: like
1: (laughs) so uh, you
0: you came to my seminar in uh, Mm -hmm. in Hamilton. How, How did I do? Did I do okay?
1: Oh, my God. I finally like I've taken Bevel Theory from three different shadow sessions, a classic conference. And finally, the bananas made me make sense. See, God bless the bananas and everything they do.
0: (laughs) It's really the easiest thing about it. You know, like uh, people would ask questions all the time. And I was just trying to think like, all right, I'm going to try to copycat the information that people taught me and then hope that they kind of figure it out. And then I started to to the point where I was like, okay, it's such a small degree of difference between like correct and incorrect in my definition of it anyway, that like you can't explain it. You can't show it in a diagram. You can't show it in a video. Like people have to do it with their own hands and they have to feel the difference and get that muscle memory. So I was thinking like, all right, you know, should they pierce gauze or should they pierce cardboard or foam? Like what would actually work? And I was like, well, you need something fleshy. So,
1: um,
0: you know, different banana peels, you know? And I I remember talking to Brian Skelly at BMX net last year Mm -hmm. and I was like, you know, do you think, banana peels would work. And he's like, oh yeah, I've done that before in classes. So I, I walked over to the the shopping center and just bought as many bananas as they had and, and brought them over when I was going to do a, a class. And that's that's basically like the origins of where that whole seminar came from. It was just kind of like dicking around at BMX, right not, with some random needles that I had. And and then I was like, you know what? this This works out pretty good. I'm going to make a class around this. And really my whole six hour seminar started around the idea of like, Push a needle through a banana, and I like made the class around that basically.
1: Well, that's rad, and it shows because like that that whole thing was really effective. Like we're sitting beside one another with like with Jax, so who's just like we're sitting there doing it. And we're comparing banana marks, and we're like, oh, okay, yours are different. Yours do this, and from the minute I left, like every time I remember, I just grab a banana peel sometimes now, and I'm like, do 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 do. Okay, cool techniques. Yeah. Like, and the class like. It kind of helps you find your own hand motion. Right. Because, like, seeing someone do it, like, and, like, it's in our in our age of technology, a lot of us learn our new techniques because our friend sends us a video or we're discussing things on Skype. Because, mm-hmm. like, a lot of us can't shadow all the time and um, you're discussing. But when you feel it and you get to, like, really see how the needle's puncturing that peel and how you're holding the needle you get that time that you don't get with a client because you can't sit there with a client and be like, let me just massage your ear and tilt this needle so you freak out. Like, no, you're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so getting the fruit there, it, it, it really helped. And it shows, like, I, I'm i glad you're doing more and more of them, to be honest, because, like, six hours doing piercing that much and just getting to do it is is needed. Like it just lets you kind of focus in on something you do a lot and appreciate the the hard skills because you get you get caught up in the jewelry and making money a lot right and then the hard skills kind of go to the wayside because you're you're always doing helixes and lobes and nostrils but then something comes along that you really need to to dig into your skills and that class really helped
0: yeah you know i i just like to I, you know, I like to see it click for people. You know, it, like yeah. when I so when I do the class, you know, I've got the the slideshow presentation, and then I've got the uh, the videos, and then when we get into the the practical stuff, you know, it, it, when people start doing it, I immediately just walk around and I'm watching their their hands and and you know the the results they're getting, and you can tell how many people are just trying to copycat what I was doing in the video because their hands will be like mirrored or backwards or in yeah, some yeah, awkward yeah, yeah. angle. Uh, and then I tell people like, well, you know, that's not the way that you would actually pierce a person, you know, hold your hands in a more natural position, hold the needle this way, 100%. try to do this, try to do that. And then, then it really, you can see it like in their faces where they're like, oh, and then they it start, they start to work it out and they start to, you know, get that muscle memory of being able to, you know, pierce something as simple as fruit, you know, 20, 50 times over or something yeah. like that. And then they kind of, they can finally start to like dial it in and get it.
1: It's, uh, I I was shocked at the amount of, like, even just trying to, like, like doubling it up and flipping it over. But, like, it clicked for me because I'm left-handed. Mm-hmm. So watching videos, and, and most of the time, like, I don't see left-handed. Like, I'm not ambidextrous in the slightest. So getting to feel it in, in my own way uh, at the class really helped. And also... Hearing other piercers ask questions about their personal shop problems or mentioning my own problems in an open forum and getting to discuss it with other people, that was a huge thing that was a big big deal that day. Well, um which a, a was awesome. couple
0: of things that I've that I've been learning through these classes, you know, because I I really like to kind of look at the 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 whole situation and not just, you know, I, I don't want to just show up and be like, okay, listen to me talk about pushing a needle for six hours, and then that's that's what the entire day is, you know? So um, what I started doing with my last couple of classes, the one that you were at and, mm-hmm. and a few others recently, is, you know, name tags. Something that simple, because I was looking at it as, okay, I already know, you know, maybe half the people that are signing up for this class. And then the other yeah. half, I don't I don't really know them. And, and you know, to be completely fair, I'm, I have a really hard time remembering names, as a lot of peers same. do. Same, same. You know? So it was one of those things where I didn't want to just be like, oh, hey, chief, oh, hey, pal, oh, hey, guy, what's up, buddy, you know, and I I didn't want to have to, like, guess an incorrect name or something, you know, so um, just something as simple as, like, okay, when you check in, everybody puts on a name tag, that way everybody can start to kind of feel that, like, they can look over and they can be like, oh, okay, hey, you know, Tom, hey, Stephanie, hey, you know, Jax, hey, anybody, who you know, Seven, who who's there, and they yeah. can start to have actual conversations with the people in the class rather than just sitting there and feeling like it's, like, this stuffy environment.
1: Oh, and that, that that goes uh, a huge way. I know I met a few piercers. Well, I know when I got there, I got to see a bunch of people I knew, a bunch of people I hadn't seen in a while. And then I had a couple of people come up to me and go, like, hi, you're Vishal, and I'm like, oh, hey, like, it was really cool, because, like, for me, not a lot of people know how to spell my name, or say my name, so, like, a lot of people, like, calling me Vish, or saying my name out loud, or reading my name tag, and then another person saying it, it was awesome, like, it was really awesome, yeah, uh, because everybody was really, we, we all got to know one another, and, like, and... I made connections with piercers that I've always wanted to because that groundbreaking was there, which is really cool because I've talked talked to a few of them after uh, the class. And being closer to them, I know uh, I'm going to shadow and visit a couple of them soon because you have that bridge now. You've connected with someone closer because it's not as easy to fly out to BC or like New Hampshire or to like San Francisco, but like... To take a two, three-hour bus ride in the same province is easier. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know, so I I try to look at what value people can get out of yeah. class, you know, and and not just like show up, hand over some cash, and you get a certificate for listening to somebody talk, you know. So it's uh, come a little bit early and, and check in, and I'm going to have everybody, you know, sit at tables together rather than just kind of like – leaving a, a, a bunch of random chairs and for people to just kind of sit off in the corner in their own little island. Like, people are going to sit next to each
1: other and people are going to have name tags so they know each other's names. And <laughs> it know. felt like science class in, in high school and I was like, I can dig this. Yeah, I was like, I was like, this is awesome.
0: Yeah. And then, you know, having having lunch together, you know, I used to uh, like for my when my classes were a little bit smaller, it would be like, all right, let's break for lunch and everybody go off in your own way. And then everybody comes back, you know, now I try to do some sort of catering or lunch that people can like stay and hang out and relax around each other. And then at the end of the day. You know, uh, I know that not everybody can can stay late, but, you know, just making that offer of like, all right, a bunch of us are going to go out to dinner now, you know, and and try to make some friendships, try to make those connections and and try to network. Because, you know, I I always find that some of the best information you can get is just from having a conversation and just hearing someone else's interpretation on the same ideas
1: that you're using. You know, it's just
0: that's how I've learned
1: it. Yeah. That's that. Honestly, I will hands down. That's that's how I've learned to probably to convert like like sales tactics, techniques, um, just how to achieve certain things. Just Mm -hmm. uh, sitting. uh, I was at the Ottawa Gatineau show right right after your class and Gordon and I went to dinner because we had met at your class and we had chit chatted. And then at the show, we connected even further. Um, and it was just that exact example. I learned so much about being a piercer in my situation and, you know, coming up with just like waiting on those, uh, just like your white CZ stock, Mm -hmm. right? Like having budgets where like, you know, you know, you're juggling all these things and, uh, you're building up and APP is one, two, three years away, but you've got to write down those goals. You've got to do that slow progression And yeah, you may see all your friends using all these things, but you've got to remember to to stay grounded. And and, and that's where friends in those situations come in handy, because experiences that they've had help you when you discuss and going to dinner and being in that situation where people want to reveal their struggles. Right, where people let their guard down, and people are like, "I've made mistakes, and I like I've I've done things, and it's the same way I feel." And then you open up that forum. Uh, I know. That's that's how I've made a lot of my relationships in this entire industry and I, I'm very thankful for it.
0: I really appreciate when other piercers do let their guard down around me, you know, and yeah. I think it's a I think it's a disservice to the overall industry when a piercer acts like they've never screwed up or they've never struggled or they've never had a problem or a challenge or something, you know? Like I you know, I struggled a lot with a lot of different techniques, you know, and I'd say there was my the generation of my career where um I was just trying to trying to pierce people I didn't really yeah. think too much about the mechanics of it and the foundation of it and then when I started trying to say all right I want to try to you know, stop using clamps and I want to try to use the needle better. And I want to, you know, when I was using things like biopsy punches, you know, it was like, okay, I want to figure out how to, how to do this stuff, but you know, it didn't come natural to me, you know, if you're, if you're in a class or just in a conversation or posting online and you act like you never had those struggles, it really intimidates the people who are trying to learn. And when they feel like, well, it's impossible for me to be perfect the first time. So why should I even bother? Like you have to. You have to be realistic and you have to be honest and say like, you know, you're you're probably not going to nail it the first time. You know, that's why you practice and that's why you maybe start on a friend or a coworker or something like that. You know, you don't yep. practice on a, on a client, you know. And um, if, if you're not honest with someone, you're not really doing them much of a service. And you're, you're definitely not inspiring
1: any sort of confidence in them either. No. And that, and that's, that's exactly, um, one thing I really, I was so afraid to admit my mistakes and ask for help. And I would just try to do so much on my own and then really trying to really reaching out and showing off my work a, uh, it, it helps you get out of your head, uh, because there could be things you don't even know that you're like, Oh, why am I doing that? Cause you don't even realize you're doing it and you don't agree. Mm -hmm. um and that was that's one of the biggest things i learned because i i know it's it's hard when people like i come off as overconfident every time like the number one negative quality i could say is i'm loud and i'm very like in your face so being that person to admit when you're wrong is hard when everyone's always looking at you and i know for me that's the best thing i could do like showing people when i'm like does this look wrong to you and they're like this is how you could fix it to make it look better and they're like it's not wrong but it can be better Mm. all of a sudden you're not as hard on yourself and you don't sweep it under the rug and ignore it and you actually get better
0: yeah yeah you know i being able to build those personal, personal relationships with, with colleagues too, makes it that much easier to say, Hey, you know what? Take a look at this. Is this, is this something I should post on Instagram or maybe no, you know, like I I've done that. Like, so as a good example, um, you know, I, Whitney Thompson is, is definitely someone that I would single out and because when I, when I do a piercing and it's not like you know, picture perfect. And I, and I'm like, okay, I should post this on Instagram because I haven't posted this kind of piercing in, in a while and I'll I'll send yeah. it to Whitney and I'll be like, take a look at this. You know, does this look Instagram worthy? And, and Whitney will be like, well, you know, um, it's not bad, but you know, this angle looks a little bit off and, and this, and I'll be like, Oh, I knew it. I shouldn't, you know, I was like, you know, what, what do you do for this? Like, how do you, you know, do, you know, like I think it was like a triple Ford helix I sent. Whitney. Okay. Yeah. And it was like that, that top piercing, like just didn't have that same perfect angle as the bottom two. And, you know, it's like, that's, that's my, that's my number one struggle with the triple forward helix is I, I, I wouldn't say I blow it on the top piercing, but the angle's not as perfect as the, the bottom two piercings, you know? And I remember sending Whitney a picture 100%. and just being like, yeah. huh? Um But yeah, but without that, that personal like rapport... Um, I probably wouldn't, you know, I'm not going to just like message someone who I, I don't have any sort of like, you know, personal rapport with and be yeah. like, hey, uh, does this suck or is this good? You know, and they're just probably be like, that's eh, fine. They're probably not going to go farther than that, you know, and um, when you can have those conversations where someone says like, oh, yeah, you know, I noticed that this could use a little bit of a tweak. I had that problem, too, and here's how I tweaked it, you know, like building up that kind of communication uh, with someone is it, it really valuable resource having
1: yeah having those relationships uh, and just having the the confidence in those building it is is huge like I know and, and building those relationships are not hard in our industry because we're all busy and we're all going non-stop a lot of us are on our own a lot of us are doing a million things so even just throwing out a high like if there's somebody in the industry you've met or you want to meet just saying hey I like your work Um, And starting a conversation like uh, a big example is there's a piercer um, like there's just a, a very popular piercer out in on the West Coast in the States. And I messaged him just saying, I love your work. Like, I absolutely adore it. And he messaged me back on Facebook and said that a lot of people are intimidating by him. And I and I was like, that's sad because, like, you're an open book, like you're literally like sharing things that i'm curious about in your photos in your like in how you do things and how you want to do things and it just comes down from instead of being afraid to to not be good enough just realizing to that they've been there or they're there like i i can't i can't believe how many times i've even gotten a piercer message me saying hey i like how do you do your photos? And I'm like, whoa! Like, how do you do your photos? And it just came like, I, I'm like, I'm like, you want to know how I do my stuff? Like, I want to know how you do your stuff. Like, right. and all of a sudden, this big bra- groundbreak happens, and we're both like seeing through this weird mirror where you're afraid, and this person is scary, but really they're just like you. And yeah. y- y- it's just two or three conversations where you're on a good rapport where all of a sudden you guys are sharing things back and forth, and you're not sharing secrets. These aren't personal friends. These are people who are in your industry. Like, being confident enough to be like, hey, I think I, I'm, i how do you mark? Because I'm having, like, I, I had a problem with marking my double conscious and my doubles. And it sucks when, like, you, you're just, you're, you're stuck on something that seems very simple in your head, but then you talk to another piercer, and they're like, oh, no, like, I totally know what you're talking about. Um, and it makes it much less harder and you're much less harder on yourself and you, you become stronger bonded with that person. Cause now they're like, Oh, that person had the same problem as me. And they came to me and they felt like I wouldn't like, I would be worth like advising on. And then you're stronger with it. Like I'm building those bonds now. And I know a year or two down the road, I'm going to be very happy that I said hi when I did the piercers i know now Um, Yeah, yeah, because
0: i mean you can go to conference year after year after year and you can sit in all the classes but you know if you're not having conversations with people you're going to advance a lot slower you know because it's not always just like hearing the the perfect best sterilized information you know it's it's hearing the the mistakes that led to the the right information you know like it like this is this is why it's correct because there are these three other ways to do it that are probably not great you know exactly three and like that that i got bad results so that's why i do this technique you know um i don't i don't think i've ever you know seen somebody get shot down at conference you know i don't you don't see people walk up and start having a conversation and someone's just like, yeah, I'm not going to talk to you because you're not cool enough or something like that. It's just like people just talk, you know, you might not have a three hour conversation with someone, but I mean, like people are going to smile and they're going to say, hi, you know, my name is, you know, where are you from? Nice to meet you. Exactly. You know, and it's, it's not a super intimidating, I mean, it is a super intimidating thing, but it doesn't, it doesn't need to be because all you need to do is just break through that
1: barrier. Sometimes, you know what? If all you, if you walk up to someone you super admire or message them and all you get is a, oh, I'm good. Thank you. Uh, I like your work too. And it ends there. And like you, you, you were expecting more. Just remember that goes a long way because the next time you talk or the next time you run into one another, you have a rapport. Like mm-hmm. with you and I, like I met you at conference briefly a couple times and then I met you at the class. Um, And then, like, ever since then, like, I actually, like, now I I, I was comfortable enough where I feel like if I had only talked talked to you twice, I would be afraid to do this podcast. But I I have, I feel like I have a rapport with you. I've, I've had a few exchanges with you. They've been smaller, but that comfort's built. That's all you need in human connection. Like, realistically speaking, if someone bullies you, Um, probably there's a dozen others in our industry that would back you up and be like, yeah, they don't, they don't need to be paid attention to anyways. If someone's going to be mean to you, let them be mean all by themselves.
0: (laughs) That's a really good way to look at it. You know, I, I, it's, it's weird because I, I know that a lot of the piercers out there, you know, some of them that listen to this or, you know, a lot of them that go to conference, they don't, they don't come from a piercer community where it's all like smiles and sunshine and rainbows, you know, it's, it's not like, Oh, you know, come and sit down on the floor with me. And when we mm-hmm. just talk about our feelings and our lives and our experiences and, in body piercing, you know, there are plenty of people where, you know, they're in a shop where they're the only piercer, you know, and they're treated like basically a glorified secretary, you know, and yep. they don't, they don't have another piercer to talk to. They don't, they don't already feel like they're part of a community. They they might not even have strong connections, even on on social media. You know, those piercers that feel alone and that feel that there's there's no one out there to talk to. Like all you have to do is just send a message. You know, yep. like look at all those piercers that are on Instagram and on Facebook, and just you know just pick one of them and start talking to them. You know, especially if they're in your area and you can maybe. You know, drive out or 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 go and meet them in person or something like that. You know, like it.
1: It's, it's super super easy. It's, it's super easy. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, hand perfect example. Um, this is at conference, but uh, I met how I met Perry Doig from Rose Gold SF. Is that what I say? Yeah. So Doig. I was yeah. I was sitting beside him, and I remember like he's does amazing work, and I know a lot of people even like talk about him and such. And we talk about his work. I was sitting beside him. At this meeting, and I think the mentor meeting or something, uh, or some sort of, like, mentee, like, first year. And I just, like, looked at it, and I was like, you're Perry. And he's like, yeah, how do you know me? I'm like, you're an amazing piercer. And I ended up having this, like, great conversation with him on multiple occasions because I just went, you're this dude. And he's like, I am that dude because we're, like, you know, we're around the same same age we're both adults we both pierce for full time that's the connection you have like <laughs> you have an awesome basis with every piercer you meet because you're like oh hey you go through the shit i do
0: yeah i mean we're all kind of in the same
1: the same boat so
0: you know yeah like
1: like i'll be honest like i am the only piercer in my shop my first shop burned down and i was the manager and i managed tattoo artists and I had to do the social media marketing and I had to pierce to just, just to pay for everything. And it sucked. And I felt super alone. And it wasn't until I met other piercers who were in that boat that kept me going. And then I met other piercers that kind of understood the struggle and felt alone that I didn't feel as alone. And now I feel no shame in getting, in, in, in sending a message to anyone or sending a friend request because Just a couple of messages. Even if you send uh, one or two and they don't go through, send just send a couple more. Like, even just if someone on this podcast says, reach out to them. Seriously, reach out. I've reached out to every single one of them. I honestly fanboyed over every single person I met that was on the pagos. I don't believe it. Yes, I did. You can ask everyone. I even Miro. I I fully believe it. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I was like, oh, I just realized the sarcasm. I was like, thanks, Ryan. I just realized. I was like, don't worry. (laughs) Um, But it's how I honestly, I'm so thankful that that's a personality trait of mine, like that I get very anxious and have to blurt out hello, because now Everybody has, that like, um, everybody, and I tell all my friends, I'm like, just say hello. And even the friends that I have that are two or three years in, that are one year in, that have done that, same thing. Every piercer I met, like, first year piercer I met, after conference, we were like, yeah, it is not as intimidating as they as we thought.
0: Yeah, like, I mean, it's, in, it's intimidating the day that you get there, but yeah. uh, if you do, and it doesn't have to be you walking up to someone and starting like an hour long eloquent conversation it can be as simple as just like making eye contact with someone in the hallway and saying hey how's it going or you know like hey i like your instagram work or or you know little things like that um there are plenty of people where i'll i'll see them at conference but i don't maybe know their name or know where i know them from but i just i recognize them as a a producer from online and i'll just look at them and be like hey how's it going good to see you here you know and just even that does like soften it up a little bit because then when I see them later on I can walk up and start you know a conversation with them and they can do the same with me and they can do the same with everybody else and and you know aside from from conference, you know making those real world connections is, is so important because you yep. know I know a lot of people are addicted to the Facebook groups right now you know and or or yeah you know ups and downs there you know you can get good information. But you're not really going to get much of a conversation out of it, you know, because there are too many cooks in the kitchen kind of thing. And then There's you get, there's like, a lot going on whenever
1: off. things are going on now. Like, like on the forums, there's just a lot going on. Right. You can get some valuable information, don't get me wrong, but there's just a lot going on. Right.
0: Well, for every, um, if every like one valuable comment on a thread, there'll be like – you know, another 20 that are just distracting for one, one reason or another. So, but if you can, if you can step back from that, you know, if you are in those Facebook groups, those Facebook mm-hmm. forums and you see the people who are, are making posts, you know, if that's the, the person you're always like liking their comment or you're always like, re- you know, paying attention to what they're saying, send them a private message and just, yeah. say, oh, hey, you know, I thought it was really cool when you were talking about this thing and, you know, here's my opinion of it and what do you think? And then what do you know? You're in the middle of a conversation.
1: That is, uh, yeah, that so many piercers I know and I can speak from personal experience know how that that this just happened. Like you, if you use quality jewelry, if you appreciate piercing, if you want to use quality jewelry and you have goals, if you just want to be a piercer and a competent piercer who's doing safe practices and you're passionate, you're instantly OK with every other piercer like that. Because right. there's people who don't feel that way. There's people who also don't view what we do as a job. So the fact that we do that means we're all friends. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's it's intimidating. Don't get me wrong. Because you know we all know there's there's a bad egg here or a bad experience there, and it's unavoidable. Sometimes people are dicks. Um, but you know, like then there's other people who who aren't. Um And there's other people and there's even more people who are like are there who want you to succeed. Right. Like I met so many people who legitimately met me and on so many facets because I I I opened up to them at conference about things in the industry that related to me. I'm learning more about myself as a person because I'm I'm learning where this route is taking me. I know people from the BME days that that's, they found their life and their lifelong friends and their routes and how they want to be as a person from finding body modification, right? That's a connection with other people too, and it's a beautiful thing because we get that way from just breaking that door, just saying hi, just being like, I really love your piercings. Like, cause that's another in, instead of just talking about like work, you can be like, wow, I love your mods. Like, damn, that's good. Cause I, that's how I get, like, I tell, I've, I've told many piercers, like, everything you got going on is great. And then the conversation starts from there and they discuss how they brought it together. Yeah. I mean, whatever works is an icebreaker. Yeah. There's so many icebreakers. Like, Dan, you and Dan were talking about this on the, a few episodes uh, about the, like uh, the class he wants to run, and like anybody who's having problem meeting people should take that class. Like, I took that class, the marketing version of that class, and that's pretty much how I ended up like this. <laughs> oh, that's that's so the way I put. So everybody,
0: stay away from that class.
1: Yeah, stay away. If you don't want to chat people's ears off or like ever, don't go to it. But if you want to make some friends and you know just kind of know how to talk to people. Uh, everybody has a common ground with another person. Like, for me, I tone it down if I'm with around a shy person. I, like, if I'm one-on-one with someone who's quiet, I'm not going to be loud in their face because it, it it doesn't build the relationship. And then if I'm with someone who's like me, well, God help anybody who's around us, but we're, I'm loud and boisterous. Um, I remember, like, how you said a small interaction. Miro. How I met Miro. For the first time is I stopped him in the hallway at conference and I went, I loved your episode with Ryan. I love your work. And this is the piece I remember. Ever since then, I've had a good rapport with him. Like I've had a couple messages with him and he's someone I dreamed of meeting. But it's exactly as you say, I you just stop them, two comments, and then all of a sudden the door is open.
0: I like getting compliments and I, I know everybody else in the world likes getting compliments. Not to say that like you have to like keep no. someone's ass to like build that, that rapport or anything like that, but just, just, uh, people like feeling appreciated as like a, a person, you know, they, they like feeling validated, you know? So, um, you know, it, you know, if you can compliment any aspect uh, of something that they've worked hard on, you know, like, Hey, I, I enjoy your, your, Jewelry combo choices. Yes. I, I I love you the way that you place things. You know, like hey, I remember listening to this thing you said to this person, or a class that you taught, or something like that. You know, because people work so hard on this stuff. You know,
1: and um, it's forgotten. Like right. they feel is gone. Forgotten. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's actually like that. That is the number one thing. Is instead of just complimenting, just remembering what someone's done goes a long way too. Because <laughs> in the age of social media, like, when you mention someone's post, even if you just go like, wow, you posted that thing a while ago, right? And they're like, yeah, or mentioning a little thing. Like, I remember um, how I'm, like, like just meeting a few people, just just saying what they do, because they feel like it's forgotten. A lot of us, it's easy to feel forgotten in this age. So when you know someone actually remembers what you do, um, that, that is complimentary enough. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I know plenty of people are remembering, you now. um, <laughs> it, it just, you seem like a really, uh, easy person to talk to. And I, I think, uh, you know, you, you kind of set yourself in people's memory in a positive way. So you're doing oh, something you. right.
1: Well, I, thank you. I, I, I'll be honest. I, I'm piercing, a lot of piercers can say this and i'm one of those piercers that like piercing saved my life and finding piercing when i did uh changed everything turned everything around for me so i can't help but just be thankful and be happy you know like i i spent a lot of time doubting this career 10 years and like three other like two other careers just trying to avoid piercing and thinking I couldn't do it for so many reasons, I wasn't good enough. Like um, I even said stupid things about my said and like let my my name, my color, where I came from, all these things. And then when it came down to it, and you did what everybody else wanted, I'm here. I'm a piercer, and I'm I'm thankful every day for it because like everything in my personal life got better because of this career and that's why like i'm so happy and that's why i don't mind being the chatty happy kid like who cares like that's a good reputation even if i'm like, somewhat annoying sometimes that's okay like, <laughs> like it's, it's it's one of the things like you got to know yourself and love yourself and as long as you know yourself and love yourself in this industry everybody else is going to be okay with you they may not like you they may not love you but they're going to be okay with you and respect you and that's all you need in this industry like wow, you're you're just like Mr. Motivational Speech. Oh no, don't no no. no? <laughs> well, I that's yeah, I'm a I, yeah, that's what I want to do. I want to do yeah. performance art, and I'm about to this year like get into doing my. I'm releasing my first books this year about Ooh. my my mental health journey, and it's my first like fiction release of my poetry and short stories because. That's what piercing did for me. Like, that's why I'm such a happy, go-lucky guy. Because, like, I wanted to write all my life. And now every day I walk my dog, I write my novels, and then I go pierce.
0: Wow. Like that sounds like a a, good life
1: improvement. Yeah. Like, you know, everybody asks, like, you know, you don't need this big, flashy lifestyle to be happy. You just got to think of what you want to do and just do it.
0: That's why it's easy for me, because all I want to do is just uh, be a body piercer and travel.
1: And, and honestly, it's it. you, you do. And well, doing this, you doing this podcast is one of the things that like it's good, right? Like it's, it's so good for all of us piercers. Like I know you you like the fact that you've done so many episodes, like think of like all of the content and just the motivation. Like you want to do that and you do do that. Right. And that's motivation enough because you've accomplished it. Like, everybody thinks people in our industry aren't going to do this. So the fact that we're doing this is like hats off to all of us in this industry trying to do it.
0: Because I don't know. I feel like we're pretty amazing
1: people. We are. Like, we are. All <laughs> of us are. Like, I'll be all, like, one of my biggest things, like, coming into this industry is realizing, like, if people Like, most people in our industry are amazing. Like, there's a lot of, like, there's some that, like, we don't talk about, who don't really care, but for the most part, every piercer I meet has some cool story, has some cool thing about them that makes them unique, you know? And
0: I'm slowly working my way through recording a podcast episode with all of them.
1: Yeah, you are. Like, I, I know you say that, it's getting harder and harder uh, to do the weekly, but like, thank you. Like, thank you for keep doing it. Thank you for continuously posting content and actually putting in the work because like, I know I can't do it and I wouldn't be able to at this point in my career learning. So the fact that you do it and I have something to listen to, to keep me in it when I have a bad day or I'm tired or, you know, you have that 13, 14 hour day where you do everything and then nothing goes right. You listen to other people in your industry on the grind and it, you know, you wake up and you just put your pants on and you go about the day again.
0: <laughs> well, I'm, you know, I, I, know that I, I bitch and moan and complain about the podcast and stuff, but I, I think I'm going to try to stick it out and keep doing the, the weekly episodes. That's awesome. How, how long, but I, I definitely want to, you know, I'm, I'm getting close to a hundred episodes.
1: Mm-hmm. So yeah, I want to keep them going. It's, it's, it's such a good thing. Uh, All the content for this industry that's coming out is so good. I know the way things worked out for me to get into this industry without what is happening and all of the pushes to put things out, like there's even other things I'm still finding, like interview series and books, right, that teach you the value. And that's important because it's. Education in our industry is important. And anybody who doesn't feel that way, it's its kind of like, come on. We're doing a job. You should learn it and learn where it comes from and learn the value in it. And the fact that, like, there's content out there now is, is something we should cherish and continue to push forward. And I'm glad you are. Like, even if it moves to biweekly or monthly, the fact that The Piercing Wizard exists uh, and, like, continues to exist and other podcasts and venues... Like, uh, Better Safe uh, Than Ari, I think it's called. Like, I read it quite religiously. Um, and then there's Beau on Doom's podcast. Um, and there's all sorts of blogs by good piercing shops that need to keep going. And uh, they need to keep going because we all need them. We all need to learn. We all need to keep that value in our industry so everybody else doesn't just take their damn kids to Claire's or just goes to some place where they like you know don't use proper jewelry cuz remember every time we don't care someone's going and getting a 10 dollar piercing with surgical steel right, right. you know what well, i mean you know,
0: it it's just um you you want to you want share your experience because yeah. there's always going to be someone out there who's just kind of starting out with their journey and they're going to have maybe similar experiences and you w- i just want people to know that they're not they're not the only one who struggles or you know has challenges or or you know gets frustrated or you know makes mistakes things like that you know so i like to i like to get that stuff out there and i like to try to have it be a positive thing and yeah like the intimidation barrier and just you know let let people start to build up some confidence
1: well and that, that that's a big thing i know everyone stresses and you stress a lot here and it really helps it Sometimes it's just that little push, right? Like I know there's times still where I get really intimidated to ask things because I'm still learning. Like I'm only 18 months in. Like there's still things like I'm still really introductory on that I don't try. And it's really intimidating. So when when you hear other piercers reminisce, it, it reminds you, it kicks me in the ass to remind me that like I'm all right. I need to learn this stuff because – Like, I'm not going to be the 12-year piercer if I don't get past my second year. (laughs) I guess (laughs) it's math. Yeah, like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, if you keep stressing about what the 15-year piercers are doing right, you're never going to get past the year you're in. And um, it's good to just remind yourself that. Just always remind yourself that you're going to be better if you keep trying. You're going to be better if you keep reading, if you keep in it. Like... You're always going to look at yourself and, and be thankful that you keep going if you keep, like, actively going. Um, I think, like, I, I, like, I'm really thankful for all the piercers that are doing all the things that they are, that, like, reach out. Like, I'm, I, like, especially in Canada. Like, I'm noticing a lot of, move, like, movement in Canada recently of piercers reaching out, piercers networking more, piercers wanting to help other piercers, um, which is beautiful. Uh, because, you know, we have our own struggles and we have our own things, which is nice, uh, to see us doing our active things, like seeing more Canadian piercers, uh, just going to conference or networking. Like I'm going to see Pat Pierce at Mauve in Montreal. And he asked me to come shadow, which was so cool because now you have a piercer who wants to pass on knowledge which is really nice. And then you have, uh, like, you guys talk about, not you guys, uh, piercers talk about uh, making the move to shadow and how important that is. And, and that's all from just reaching out and actually continuing your education and seeing the value in it and remembering you're not alone. Uh, so, yeah, it's just, it's always thankful to be it as I ramble more.
0: Yeah. <laughs> You're just uh uh in infectiously happy. I don't stop. And, I don't yeah, know, I don't stop. I feel so much. <laughs> I feel so much better. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Well, it's it's you know it's inspiring. But uh, I am probably gonna call it at this. Cause yeah. I think we've been we've been you know putting out some sunshine for a good hour now. So.
1: Care Bear you know. Countdown.
0: So. Ryan and Bish. Care Bear Countdown. Ryan and Bish. That's that's what we do.
1: <laughs> we need to
0: we need to come up with like a team name that combines Vishal with Ryan.
1: Um, Ryan, Vishal, Vishal. No, that's no. that's like a fantasy sci-fi name I can get behind. Vishal. Okay. Well, yeah, I've been. I just I just opened up the Destiny Two event, so I'm pretty like sci-fi into it right now. So yeah, Vishal Reich, is I I can get behind yeah <laughs>
0: All right, buddy. Well, I appreciate yes. you, uh, you make it some time to talk to me.
1: Yeah, I appreciate you letting me chat your ear off, as I usually do. <laughs> All
0: right, man. Uh, well, we will talk again soon and uh, probably absolutely podcast sometime down the road.
1: Anytime. Uh, thank you so much. And uh, please, please keep doing this because it means the world to everyone. Thank oh, you. okay. <laughs> All right. Bye, Ryan. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.
0: All right, so thanks for finding the time to come on the show, Vishal. I always appreciate it when people take the time to chat with me. Uh, Just one last plug. You've got a little bit of time left to register for that class, Monday, February 25th in Glasgow, Scotland. If you're in that northern UK area, if you're in Europe, if you want to just fly in from somewhere else, we'd love to have you. It should be a pretty great day of learning. It's going to be myself kind of doing a a two-hour presentation on Bevel Theory. It's going to be Jeff Saunders doing a two-hour-ish presentation on Going Disposable. And then we've got about two hours to just kind of go over it hands-on. You know, you're going to be able to talk to me, talk to Jeff, ask any questions you want. You're going to have the opportunity to do this stuff in your own hands practically. You're going to be able to, to get it to click. You're going to be able to really see exactly how it's done. So if there are any of those little bits and tricks that you've been hearing about online or seeing other people posting about but it just doesn't really make sense to you uh, this will really help it make sense to you so it should be a really great day of learning you can go to precisionbodyarts.com seminars you can get the info for how to register you can search on Facebook for body art education by Ryan Willette. I made a whole event page for this class we can uh, discuss it with other attendees and talk about what we really want to cover for the day and I'd love to see you there so thanks for tuning in I'll be back with another episode next week